Good day, everybody. Welcome back in to Mining Stock Daily. And we have some market commentary here uh, on the back of this Caliber Mining and Fiore Gold acquisition. Caliber acquiring Fiore Gold for $178 million Canadian. That includes a 44% premium in a cash and stock deal. Uh, so we've heard from Ryan King of Caliber. We've heard from Tim Warman of Fiore. Uh, so let's step away from both companies and, and see what a newsletter is talking to. Welcoming back our good friend, the junior minor junkie himself, Mr. David Erfleet. David, uh, this was, uh, I, you know, th- this kind of caught me by surprise, this deal a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it did me too. And thanks again for having me on. Always, always great to talk to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I know uh, when they, you know, I've been in this company ever since they, they, uh, the new management team came on board and and uh, transitioned it basically from a uh, a PGen to a uh, to a producer. You know that uh, once they once they acquired those um, producing assets in Nicaragua, which were also the the producing assets that's that that started that launched B2 Gold. There's there's plenty of high grade gold left there, and they've done a great job with their hub and spoke model there. And it was it's really really undervalued. So um, I when I remember talking to them, they, they were telling me, you know, we're we're looking to p- acquire something else, and uh, that was a while ago. And um, this deal really caught me by surprise. It's funny thing is, is, is Trevor, I had the I had Fiore on my watch list, <laughs> and <laughs> I was hoping to get a a little better uh, entry point, but uh, not anymore because uh, this 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 is a nice premium. It's a good deal. Um, it brings diversification to the company you know i mean um i think the, the reason why it's it's really undervalued is because of the jurisdiction they operate in in nicaragua you know uh, people are a little a little scared of that uh that district but they have great relationship with government um these guys really know what they're doing they're like i said they're they're serially successful in 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 building companies and selling them for a high premium so um this what and what and, and what uh, the addition of Fiore does is it gives them not only uh, diversification in jurisdiction, but it gives them a stronger balance sheet. I mean, they're going to have ninety six million dollars in cash and no debt, and um, they're they're going to have uh, almost eight million ounces of of resources of measured and indicated and inferred, and um, as far as all in costs are concerned, they're going to they're going to remain around the same. Um, the the, uh, the the project, the the pan project, all in costs is is about the same of what their all in costs are down in Nicaragua. But um, I really like I really like the the, the diversification now, and you, and you can't do better than the 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 the, uh, the number one jurisdiction on the planet right now, which is Nevada. Yeah, it, it was interesting because it obviously taking a step out of Nicaragua into you know one of the 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 key jurisdictions for gold production in the entire world into Nevada is obviously a big diversification for Caliber. They're adding fifty thousand ounces a year from the current producing pan mine. There's the adjacent advanced stage Gold Rock project, and then there's the Illipa Gold project in Nevada, which I believe Fiore recently acquired. So not only are you getting new, you know, actual re, uh, reserves into your portfolio, but you have Caliber's coming in. They have projects to keep on building out here. So it's not like you're just getting one project. Like you're getting a future of projects. 
Right. And also you, you forgot to mention the golden Eagle project oh, there yes. in, yeah. in Washington, you know, that's, that's, that, that's near, um, that's near uh, Hecla and Kinross are advancing projects right there. So, um, and they're rehabilitating infrastructure in that region. So, you know, eventually, you know, that, that could come, that could, they could maybe even, they can even, even consider um, monetizing that in the future. I don't know what their plans are. I mean, uh, I, I asked them and they didn't say they're, they didn't, they didn't say that they're, they're considering monetizing yet, but um, you never know. Um, but uh, like, like I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to, great to have all these projects now on the pipeline in, in, in uh, less, in a less risky jurisdictions. Yeah. Uh, you and I were kind of, you know, laughing back and forth before we pressed record because you asked me if I liked the deal. And I said, you know, I, I told you, I was like, yeah, I think I do like this deal. In fact, I haven't heard a whole lot of, you know, negativity about this deal at all from the market. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like? I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's rare to have a mid-tier gold producer with this much going on growth wise and having no debt on the balance sheet and having almost a hundred million cash plus cash flow to, to, uh, to, to put into their, into their, uh, into their developing projects. Yeah. Yeah. Just unreal. Uh, and there's a premium Dave. It's been, I feel like it's been a long time since we've had a pretty big <laughs> premium on an actual acquisition. None of this merger stuff that we've been hitting with. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sure. I mean, if I was a Fiore, if I, if I, I'd be, I'd be happier to be a Fiore shareholder mm -hmm. than I am a Calibre shareholder, but, um, I don't mind. I, I really like this acquisition and I, I, I added to my position today on the news yeah. uh, on the weakness. Yep. We get you. I get your emails and your updates and everything. Uh, it's a good resource to have everybody. Uh, I, I do want to go and kind of get your general sense here in the junior mining space because, we're seeing finally some breadth and things are getting are picking up. Uh, well, this is also happening in the middle of what is typically tax loss selling season here, Dave. So, you know, I don't know if uh, if the wind's fully to our sails, if there's some volatility ahead of us. Uh, you know, this it's a pretty interesting time of year for all this to happen. Uh, gold is moving. Uh, silver is actually outperforming the yellow metal, uh, which is great to see. And actually in the junior sector, we're seeing – a handful of companies every day have really big moves. So people are paying attention. There is some equity flowing into this space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the tax loss selling this year made up for the last few years where we didn't see it. So it's, <laughs> so it, so it decided to, so the tax loss selling decided to start early on us this year. I mean, once the, once the federal reserve started talking about talking about tapering, that was, that was basically the, the uh, the signal for everybody to start selling their 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 um, sh their, their mining shares with ill-timed Ill entry points for tax loss. I mean, me included. I, f I figured that, uh, that 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 the sector um, would bottom a lot sooner than it than I, than I expect it has here. So I had ill-timed entries on on a few things that I sold for tax loss, but fortunately, I was able to buy them back. And much cheaper, and a couple of them that I bought back uh, much cheaper recently are already up double digits. So um, you know it 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 it, is, it does happen to your advantage if if you keep on top of these tax loss selling issues. 
but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see most of the tax selling gone here now, ex except for the except for the for, for the deadbeats. You know, I mean, as you, you know as well as I do, about eighty five percent of this sector is pretty much garbage juniors. So you just have to make sure you get you get into the into the quality juniors. And uh, a lot of you know a, a lot of resource speculators were basically throwing out uh, the the quality junior babies with with the uh, with, with with the lifestyle junior bathwater here right. over the past few months. So um, you know they basically take the approach that hey, my 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 entry was ill-timed on this junior. I know it's a quality junior. I've done all my research. I know it's it's going to do well in the future, but I think it's going to go a lot lower with the sector. So I'm going to go ahead and sell for tax loss now. And the the, the wash trade rule is 30 days. You 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 cannot buy the stock back until after 30 days from when you sold it if you want to declare it for tax loss this year. So that's what that that's what a lot of people did, myself included. Yeah, yeah, it didn't seem to hit earlier. Almost seems to hit earlier every year. Uh, but it, you know, maybe it's ending earlier this year. And it's yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it. Have. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, the sector now <laughs> yeah. has become short-term overbought, so I, I'm expecting some sort of a correction here pretty soon. But we'll, so we'll see. Yeah, and Dave, I know you really focus more on the junior gold equities, but I want to know how closely you're paying attention to the base metal complex because there's a lot of big news uh, hitting the macro about you know, shrinking stock supplies in London, huge demand, obviously supply chain concerns keep on uh, putting a hindrance and causing those prices from everything from copper to tin to tungsten to even rising. You know, that is a real fundamental reason for these price metals to rise. Uh, are you following this action in some of the junior and explorer equities as well? I am out of one eye and you forgot to mention lithium. I mean, that just yeah. went exponential. Um, I am kind of in one eye, but that's not where the value is. You know, a lot of these stocks have already had huge moves while the while the precious metal sector has been completely ignored. So that's where I see the value right now is, is in gold and silver. And there are some copper plays out there that are still undervalued, but not too many. Um, and, I, and I was I was closely watching that uh, head and shoulders topping pattern on the copper copper price, hoping for a you know more of a correction so I could maybe get in on a, on a few copper stocks. But that that has gone by the wayside, and and copper's gone right back up again. It looks like it's it's about to hit five dollars a pound here pretty soon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's again. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for the strength in copper. Well, so when you look, take a step back and look at the big picture, Dave, what have you been paying attention to as we kind of close out the month of October here? And, and you know, what's going to be maybe uh, uh, something that you're watching to say maybe tax loss season is over, or the gold price is going to continue to run, or possibly correct? You know, give some ideas of maybe a couple of things you're really just watching. Well, if you're if you're talking technical as far as the 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 the, uh, the mining sector is concerned, I'm watching the 35 level on the GDX and the 47 level on the GDXJ. I think once you see solid closes above those levels, then then the, the odds will increase exponentially that we have seen the lows here. But as far as what to look for, uh, as uh, you know, as as far as the the uh, macro. Uh, situation is concerned in the sector. What you, what I'm really starting to see is the market losing faith in the Federal Reserve. That is huge. 
you know, they, they, they carted out this, this transitory term that, that inflation was going to be temporary. We've seen four consecutive months of inflation being of the CPI being over 5%. Um, you know, we, we're seeing these sub supply constraints everywhere. Um, we're seeing things disappear off the shelves. We're seeing, we're seeing, uh, everything increase. I mean, gasoline hit $8 in, in, in a city here in California. Um, wow. Wow. yeah, I mean, huh. it's, I mean, everything is just going exponentially higher. So the transitory argument is not being bought anymore by the market. And um, ever since we had the, 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 the very last day of the quarter, uh, Trevor, you know, I was I like everybody else was looking, was closely following the gold price into the end of Q3. And I built up a 25 percent cash position in my in my uh, junior portfolio hoping that I'd get some even better prices going into the last day of the quarter, maybe the first few days of the, of the fourth quarter. Um, the gold price had gone down to 1720 before the, before that last day of the quarter. And I was thinking, okay, here we go. You know, the gold price is probably going to get, get down to 1700 or seven or a little below 1700 on the last day of the quarter. And lo and behold, um, you know, some quarter end book squaring and, um, some, some people that's, that, that saw an opportunity to, 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 to get some shorts to, to run because the, 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 the bearish side of the boat had got way too crowded. The gold, gold price popped $30 on the last day of the quarter and it, which got it above 1750 on a quarterly monthly. And then the next day, a weekly basis, which kept it in that consolidation triangle. So, you know, I've been in this sector two decades, um, Trevor, and gold just, it, it, it has a habit of doing everything it can to get you out before the bull wants to start running again. The mining sector and silver has been leading the gold price higher. That's what you want to see coming out of a, of a major bottom. And, I, and it looks to me like uh, the major bottom is in place here. And once we see those those levels that I that I mentioned on the GDX and GDXJ cleared, I I, th I think that'll be this a sign that the bottom is indeed in. Uh, yeah, if you're out there listening to this and you can grab a note, a piece of paper, and a pen, put those levels on there because I'm sure Dave, you and I are going to be connecting here hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe sometime in November before the Thanksgiving break, and really to see where this market's lying. And hopefully we're up above those levels once again. Um, but, you know, we will see. We also talked about this tax loss selling. Uh, it feels like it's winding down, if not completely over. But historically, we still see some more of that selling in November. We'll see how it, how everything plays out. Uh, but until then, uh, my friend, I appreciate your time. And we covered a lot of ground with this with this uh, acquisition and then also your thoughts on the junior miners and the precious metals. So I always thank you for everything. Uh, junior miner junkie, David Erfley. I, uh, again, Dave, really appreciate your time. Thanks again, Trevor. Always great talking to you. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak to a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.